What did it cost? About three fifty. <laughs> <laughs> and we are live. Oh, Dad. Rock and roll McDonald's. Oh. <laughs> Rock and roll McDonald's. Bam, bam, bam. Thank you, man. All right. You guys ready? I'm ready, sir. You got, you got me. You got, you got us in the wrong spot here. Oh shit! I did. Crap. <laughs> Crap. Uh. Tonight I'm black Kool Aid. Yeah. <laughs> Crap. I am the one who babbles. <laughs> well, forget it. Forget it. <laughs> they'll, 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 they'll you understand. Slide us around. Huh? You just slide us around. Oh yeah, that's true. You could always pop up the uh, good old BRB thing. Oh yeah, that's true. Uh... <laughs> Watch this guy looks funny. <laughs> oh wait, we can, but the thing is, I'll have to switch back to uh, edit it because they're still live. I'll go right ahead. Just put the we'll be right back thing up. And now we're back on. Yeah, it's just, for some reason it just like popped it back on. We're just trying. We're just trying to play the matching game. That's that's the that's the real game we're playing tonight. Yes. Look at Kratos' beard. Beautiful. I am envious. Ooh, loud noises. So right here we're we're on our way to get the blades of chaos. Uh it's a notorious weapon in the God of War franchise. Uh <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's where we're at in the story. <laughs> Okay, alright, everything's fixed, alright. You're gonna be ready to go. In three We did it. We did it. We did it. Uh three two one. Hello and welcome to Party Time Excellent. I am your host, Johnny. And joining me tonight is first Matt Funkbox. How's it going, man? Doing pretty good. I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist. Ah, oh, it's it's awesome. I love it. You're right, man. It's been a stressful week, but I'm happy to be here and full of alcohol. Good. Looks like I I can't really have any alkies because I, I don't have any alcohol. Well, it's all good. Ooh. Uh. <laughs> Next up. Off some glue. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wait, 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 oh shit, we, we got a, we got a guest! 
Already? Holy shit! Who's the guest? Oh, it's Max! <laughs> That's our call. <laughs> How's it going? Uh, uh, rounding out, uh, well, going next up, Kyle. How's it going, man? Doing great, man. I'm playing some God of War. Got some tequila in my belly. Max is here, so it's a good night. Oh, yeah. Rounding out our group of friends, Jonathan. How's it going, man? Hey, buddy. How are you? Um, How are we doing this week? <laughs> I've been doing pretty good, actually, and excited to be talking some news with my 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 best buddies. I love news. That's what we're gonna do tonight. Yes, news. Oh, I'm so excited. Wow, that's freaking crazy, man. I'm so excited. <laughs> Uh we're talking about news as Kyle beats the shit out of people to get these damn blades. It's gonna be awesome. Alright, first up with the article. Uh come from Kaku. Look it. Click harder. Real quick. <laughs> Alright, uh, after years of trying, WB Games has successfully patented Shadow of Mordor's Nemesis system. And after trying multiple times since 2015, uh, WB Games has successfully secured a patent on the Nemesis system featured in Shadow of Mordor and the sequel Shadow of War. The patent goes into effect later this month. As reported by EGN, on February 3rd, the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office released an issue notice confirming that WB Games' patent on the system was approved and would become effective officially on February 23rd, 2021. The Nemesis system first appeared on the 2014's open-world Stabathon Shadow of Mordor and would be expanded on greatly in its 2017 sequel Shadow War. The Nemesis system usually uses randomly generated orgs, uh, orcs to populate the world. Players then attack these orcs, Sometimes killing them, taking control of them, or even losing to them. As these events happen, the orcs will react, becoming more powerful, getting new abilities, and directly re referencing as experiences with the player. The cool system, and soon only one publisher, WB Games, will have the ability to use. Once the patent becomes active, other developers or publishers wanting to use a Nemesis system will have a cut it uh, have to cut a deal with WB Games or face legal action. Since 2015. Shortly after the release of Shadow of Mordor, WB Games have been trying and failing to secure this patent. Previous issues included a lack of uh, specificity, uh, which is very important in a patent and conflicts with other existing patents. WB Games will have the ability to maintain this patent until 2035, assuming they will all keep they keep all their orcs in order legally and financially. Honestly, I, I love this. Yeah, like I didn't. What that, John? Um, I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't know this no, was ahead. an issue. I didn't know it was an issue either. Like I, just, I don't see that type of system in any other game where they're kind of randomly generated and shit like that. Like I, I thought that it was a really cool system for even like the like that's what was like the main thing in the game. Like I love just going around and like, uh, you know, what's the word? Controlling the orcs and shit, and shit like that. I would hope they make more like Lord of the Rings games because the last one was a little bit worse than Mordor, but 
Well, that, well, that's part of that's part of the thing now. Now you better hope that they make it. If you like more of that and you want more of the Nemesis system, well, you better. It's on them to do it now because nobody yeah. else is gonna touch it. I mean, um, I I've been on a real big like smaller studio kick, uh, playing a lot of indies, um, uh, you know, as well as you know triple A's and whatnot. But now think about it from a you know. In, indie's perspective like maybe somebody was currently working on something and they were really close and it was going to kind of utilize the nemesis system they can't now like um i mean they can but uh i mean who's to say that it won't be an exorbitant amount of money um that uh, uh that's being asked to use the nemesis system right so and that's the other thing too you know how how lax will they be? I mean, are there going to be elements that can be used? Are they going to be stingy? Um, you know, because the uh, those some indie studios they don't have all the money in the world, so if they get sued, that's it. Like it's like yeah. it's a make or break decision for them. So I am 100% against this. I don't like um, elements in in gaming becoming uh, copyrighted. I think uh, it. It's a bad precedent, and more and more, I, I'm worried that you're going to see those larger studios start, you know, nabbing up these different um, uh, parts to different games, uh, making it less and less um, open for people to create. I guess is the best way to look at it. Yeah, I, I was gonna say like that too. Like I'm against it also because imagine if like Rocksteady they patented their Batman Arkham fighting system, which yeah, Shadow of War and stuff does have. It has a similar thing. So like they wouldn't have a game if it wasn't for stuff like that. Something that you know they took from other video games. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, 100. percent What do you think, Matt? I'm, yeah, I mean I was on the same. I'm on the same path that Jonathan's on with this. Is it's. The, the, like that little line of once the patent becomes active, you have to cut a deal, or else. You yeah. Know, it's what what does that deal mean? Like it's you. I'm sure it, it as far as legal stuff goes is you're you're probably only allotted so much of the actual, for lack of a better term, like code of you know like. What are the baselines you're allowed to use? Can you are you given, um, are you like given a baseline that you have to start here, and you cannot tinker when it with anything below this? You know, it it's um. For me, it's similar to like when when I work with a client that's like a corporate client, and they send me a project file and say, "Cool, you can use this stuff." But you cannot change anything. You can't add anything extra. No special effects to this. It has to be this flat logo. It can only move this much. And at a certain point, it has to completely stop. You know, everything has to have um, like guidelines, right? Like, are they going to be given guidelines? You can use this system, but you can only apply it to this, this, and this. And you can only use it in this game, and then you you're you know a contract where if you do make another game within X amount of time, you have to pay this much to use it again, like that kind of thing. Like what? I'd be curious to see like a like a breakdown on what that deal actually means and what what smaller like indie companies are allowed 
the youth and what like you know what uh what parts and pieces they're allotted you know like what are they actually given and what can they work from or are they given like a template to build from you know you know you um you're actually the perfect person to talk to about this well maybe not the perfect but you have dabbled in having to deal with similar type things so i guess here's here's a follow-up question for you have you ever um so submitted a piece using something that was you know copyrighted or whatever and they said no and they kick it back and they're like you gotta fix it even more or like like what is the is it difficult to get the process down from the very beginning to stay within those uh, to stay within the, the the box the the confined areas that they give you or is it almost um a series of tests to get it to where it needs to be uh it's a little bit of both you know it's um um okay so i did work for the baby shark live tour right so that comes from a company that's based out of korea called pink bomb they have an entire brand guideline book of here's what our characters look like you cannot alter the colors of these specific characters you cannot use anything like drop shadow no drop shadow no no shading of any kind if you do need to create um elements that are not in the provided things they have to go through um this person who says no sends it back and you go okay great it, now i've adjusted for this send it back to that person passes level one to level two level two says cool level two passes it up and it goes on through that way and um sometimes you you don't know what you're allowed to do and what you're not allowed to do but for the most part i feel like if they're gonna go as far as to um you know put a patent on this um that's that's gonna have very specific guidelines it's gonna have brand guidelines basically you know it, this system you can only use in this manner and if you are going to apply it to something else we need to see what that is and how you're applying it and then we get to say you know yay or nay on that if it can keep going and it's you know it, like i said you, you you only get so much wiggle room that you can like tinker with because mm -hmm. at a certain point you're getting outside of you know the brand or what you know like what they what they're known for right you can't you can't go and take the fucking playstation logo and squish it and make it this big <laughs> like real skinny you can't do that kind of it's, it's that kind of stuff like if you're given logos from a company you can't squish it stretch it you know twist it and turn it and all and bop it you know all that stuff like <laughs> you 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 have very specific guidelines that are sometimes it's like a one page thing that says hey don't do this and uh one of the last big projects i did it was a, like a 30 page 30 page like pdf laying out every last rule of things you can and can't do with their stuff oh wow so that, that's that's where I'm pulling from with my experience of that kind of stuff as far as like that sort of content creation. And I only having just barely scratched and sniffed the surface of working with like Unreal Engine, like there's, you can spend years in that program and still not touch everything, you know? So there's, I'm sure that's a big ass book of stuff that you're, you know, 
like allotted. Well, that's. I mean, that's a whole lot I did not know about. <laughs> uh, and I, I think I, that's really that's really interesting. Um, I think, uh, man, we, we ought to we ought to just have a time where we just have you break down like like stories like that, just dealing with what you have to deal with from that perspective. Um, no, that's really that's really interesting. That's that's like uh, approaching someone and ask like. If someone like goes to serve overseas and someone the first question someone's like did you kill a guy that's, that's, <laughs> on a way way lesser level that's what it feels like of like let's hear some of your rendering stories grandpa and it's like well back in my day i had to change a shark from blue to green and the company didn't like it you know like <laughs> one time the fish swam backwards and i got fired <laughs> that really happened. Now, see, now I tell you, I want to hear that story. I mean, <laughs> I mean one yeah. time the bubble was the wrong shade of blue, and I got a seventeen-page contract I had to resign. That's almost true. It wasn't a contract; it was just seventeen pages worth of pictures and notes of this is what our stuff looks like, and don't change it. Oh, assholes! Wow. Yeah. Their shade of blue did not show up very well on a like 25 foot led wall so you know you you gotta <laughs> you gotta make some kind of changes and you have to send proof sometimes i feel like with like with this game like if you make a change and send it out to them they're gonna be like oh don't do that you can't do that but then if you basically send like here's my working file and here's you know photographic proof of why what you sent me won't work and i had to make this change Sometimes companies are like, oh, okay, well, now that we see proof that it's not going to work the way we sent it, okay, we, we can okay, we can we can agree to this. Was there any other games that even really used that Nemesis system? I can't think of any. No, and now there may never will be. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Good um, job, guys. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we need to have a moment where we just need to hear Matt's stories. Like, I, I'll be all for it. For the most part, I try to shove them out of my brain, so it would have to take very, very specific key questions to jog my memory. Maybe a little money. Who knows? You never know. Uh, that's fair. What do you remember for uh, Benjamin? Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Recites right. the fucking preamble. Recites. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, here. Okay, so. Lincoln for you. So the second article, it's it's from Eurogamer. Uh, Pedro Pascal played Joel, and Bella Ramsey to play Ellie for HBO's The Last of Us show. Pedro Pascal will play Joel and Bella Ramsey will play Elliot Eastfield's last of the show. Deadline reports Pascal, who played uh, Oberyn Martell in HBO's Game of Thrones and the title character in Disney's The Mandalorian, stars as a heartened survivor Joel in the series, which takes place 20 years after civilization has been destroyed. Continuing the HBO slash Game of Thrones connection, Bella Ramsey, who played Vienna, um, Mark. Mormont? Please correct me if I'm saying these names wrong. I think they referred to her as the bear. Didn't they refer to her as the she bear? She was the, the, um, the 
acting ruler of Bear Island. Yeah. Ah, uh, fuck. So it was Lady, Lady Mormont was kind of how she was addressed for the most part. I got it. Uh, in the show, plays Ellie, according to Hollywood Reporter, Chernobyl creator Craig Mazin is pin, uh, pinning the script in executive producing alongside Naughty Dog's Neil uh, Druckmann, uh, Ken Indemir Bullock. God, I'm butchering these things. I apologize. Well, direct the pilot. Talking to Twitter, Druckmann said he was an absolute thrill to have Ramsey join the show and stoked to have Pascal play Joel. Yeah. It's... Bro. Like, I got this news, and I was like... Oh! <laughs> this is I, like, I like him as Joel. I, I mean, I still want... What's her name? Ellen Page? Was that her name? For... Yeah. Yeah. Cause it just looks uh, like her. Like I would have loved if she she played it. We go with Elliot Page and yeah, Elliot Page. He is our king, our short king. We don't have enough short kings to represent people like me. Scott had a short guys. I uh I I mean I like it. I I don't I I I, I mean he's kind of on fire right now with the casting. Like he seems to be getting everything. Uh, you could probably thank the Mandalorian for that. Uh, uh, I, yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, uh, Lady Mormont, uh, uh, I mean, she was, she was good in Game of Thrones, so, I mean, I, I, I guess if the, if the, if the script is good and they don't, you know, go too far away from, um, the, uh, the consourced material, then I, it should work out just fine. I've got no qualms with this. Um, I, um, I really like it. Pedro Pascal's been like on a tear with all his acting roles lately, so I mean, I can see him being Joel. I'm quite excited for that. But yeah, like, just don't stray from the source material because that really grinds my fucking gears when they do that shit. <laughs> like, I, I want to take a, a, a actual unique uh, direction with this role. No, don't, no. don't do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I want to find a part of him that hasn't been explored yet. No. Bring that no. to the screen. No. <laughs> <laughs> Once Joel was a stripper, and we're really going to dive into that. <laughs> I'll, I'll you like know, how did those moves help him in the apocalypse? No. <laughs> All I'm picturing is like a... Um... Uh, a manslayer version of Joel dancing. <laughs> God. I'd be so damn pissed. Yeah, yeah, so would I. Thanks for wasting my time, HBO. <laughs> uh, do you have anything to input, Matt? Other than options? Pascal's announcement of him doing it, I was like, that's Okay, yep, nope, I can see that. That that works. He's, you know, just to reiterate, he's he's on top right now. He's, you know, I think I think he could do it, do a good representation. Um, Bella Ramsey caught me off guard. Was not expecting her. Um, yeah. And I started thinking about it, and I was like, God damn, she was a fucking hard ass in Game of Thrones, and that was. That could work. It, it, she's the actual a actress. She's like 
17 or so now. I was trying to figure out how old she was supposed to be represented as in Game of Thrones and how old she actually was when she was acting. In like season 8, she was like 13 or so. And I think that if they stick to, you know, the source and kind of the classic teenager in an apocalypse scenario um of like things you have to deal with on top of things you weren't expecting you know classic teen teenage angst on top of like i put a shank through some zombies heads today you know like that's what i did to go relieve stress instead of like you know Go get high behind the blockbuster or whatever kids do now. I don't know. <laughs> I doubt there's any blockbusters kids are smoking behind. <laughs> I don't. I just. I feel like as you know, as young as she was in Game of Thrones, she did. She did a great job and you know, being a person of power. You know, as a, as a, like a royal family of this island and all all that stuff. I think she. I think it should be good. I I, I want to see how it goes. I, I'm pretty excited about it. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm just excited to see um, this infamous game be made in live action. Just don't fuck it. That's all I ask. Like, you can rearrange stuff, but don't not do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, I guess they could they could play with the like non-linear like storyline stuff. I think that the way that the game is a little non-linear lends itself to um, being recreated as a, a movie or as a you know a series where you can maybe play a little bit with the timeline just because it's already non-linear. Yeah, but like don't don't stray from the impact that could have on the story you know like because you did something at a different place in time than the game now you have to change you know a couple a couple chapters of the story don't don't risk that shit last uh, thing you want is fan backlash because you know that fan backlash was ruin everything for them <laughs> you saw uh, sonic yeah <laughs> sonic 2 just got announced dude yep exactly <laughs> confirmed <laughs> You better redesign that, Sonic! I didn't do all that. People were livid. <laughs> it looked like dog shit. <laughs> hey, Johnny, can I, can I, hi can I hijack uh, yes. real quick? And yes, bring yes. up something else that I don't think is um, in our in our uh, to-do list to, yeah. to cover. Um, the, uh, the announcement for the uh, Sonic 2, uh, the teaser trailer, I guess you could call it, uh, the announcement trailer, whatever it was, that kind of came up, and then I saw somebody else mention this, and I was like, oh, crap, they're probably right. Uh, so Sonic sort of was the last movie before the pandemic, and based off the timeline of when this is going to come out, you know, a lot of people are expecting to have a lot of vaccines and so on and so forth and things slowly opening up. So they pointed out that falls in line with when this movie's going to come out. So Sonic may have been very well the last movie before the pandemic, and very well maybe the first movie we get to see coming back from the pandemic uh, oh, in theaters. So I just thought that was really funny. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, let's just hope at that time everybody get their head out their asses and do the right thing. But we'll see. Yeah. But I'm, I'm hopeful because, yeah, there you go. <laughs> 
Oh boy. Anyway, there sorry, I'm done. No, you're fine, you're fine. But yeah, I do appreciate that, and uh, I, I do hope that everything works out, and then we actually get a chance to be in. Not really like it used to be, but at least being able to enjoy a, a theater experience, especially with a movie like this, because I haven't seen the first one yet. But I, I Andrew loved it. it. <laughs> you haven't seen the first one? Nope. I haven't seen Sonic yet. <clears throat> yeah. Bro! Go watch that movie tonight. <laughs> oh, you know I... all that shit that I give you, Johnny, for not watching things? Yeah. I'm finally gonna step onto that boat for just one movie with you, because I haven't <laughs> seen it either. <laughs> Alright, uh, well, I'm about to toss the anchor uh, back onto the boat, kick you, kick you guys back into the river, and say you cannot come back to land until you watch that movie. Oh man! All right, so I'm gonna add. I'm gonna add. Where my TV is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so speaking of the Mandalorian, and we actually discussed this a little before the show actually started. Um, this article comes from IGN, and it talks about um, the actress Gina Carano, prior from Luke, uh, by Lucasfilms, and it. The article states, actress Gina Carano, known for playing former Rebel Alliance soldier uh, Cara Dune in season The Mandalorian, has been fired from the show according to io9. In a statement since io9, a Lucasfilms representative spoke on the matter. Gina Carano is not currently employed by Lucasfilms and there are no plans for her to be in the future. Nevertheless, her social media posts the uh, ingrating people based on their cultural and religious identity are in, are abhorrent fucking big abhorrent and un, unacceptable Toronto was the subject of much criticism recently a now deleted instagram to post she compared being a modern day republican being jewish during the holocaust the hashtag fired gina carano has trended on social media in recent months after other incendiary comments by the television star. And forewarning, if you guys are like sensitive to certain things that were said in this statement, just fast forward 10 seconds. Um, it reads, Jews were beaten in the streets, not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, even by children. Because history is edited, most people today don't realize that to get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews. The government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jews. How is that any different from hating someone for their political views? Toronto accompanied the comparison with the 1941 photo of the uh, LV, LVIV pro, um, pro, uh, programs that saw the massacre of thousands of Jews in Ukraine. The photo depicts of a Jewish girl stripped of her clothes and bloodied being chased by boys mint the clubs. Uh, Sources tell The Hollywood Reporter that Lucasfilm planned on announcing in December that Carano would star in her own Star Wars series. Those plans were scrapped at the Carano November tweets. Carano has also been dropped as a client by the United Talent Agency. They have been looking for a reason for to, uh, to fire her for two months and today was the final straw. Bruno has also been vocally against the use of masks in public places during the COVID-19 pandemic, as well as insinuating voter fraud conspiracies regarding the 2020 
presidential election. Yeah. So. It is what it is. Recast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anybody else? Um. <clears throat> well, I think it's as simple as nobody's rounding up Republicans or right-leaning people and doing very heinous things to them. I hear this from religious people who said that if Joe Biden was elected, religious people would be round up and executed. Um, and while, yes, you absolutely have freedom of speech, you do not have freedom of consequence. Um, by all means, say what you want to say, but if other individuals don't like what you have to say, um, there will be consequences to that, whether they be that person doesn't want to talk to you anymore because they think, you know, um, they don't like what you have to say or um, whether that is maybe they won't share their opinions with you. Um, I mean, when I say consequence, it doesn't mean that there will be like dire consequence. That consequences could be big, small, um, but... What's the, uh, I guess, to, to make this almost scientific, uh, every action has an opposite and equal reaction. Um, in other words, if you say something, it can lead to other things that maybe those are consequences you don't like or agree with, but I can't, I can't go into work and start uh, telling my employees something um, that is inherently not true. Uh, I will be fired. Um, and while I have the freedom of speech to go in there and do that, um, I do not have freedom of consequence for my employer then to take action against me. That simple for me. Um, just it, I don't know. That's just where I stand. Um, uh, that's 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 it for me. It's that simple. That's fair. Yeah, man. It, saying that Republicans are being rounded up at the rate that the people of, you know, Jewish people were during um, war times. I, mean, I mentioned this before the stream, but I had a neighbor, two neighbors, the old couple that lived a couple houses down from my parents, and they both had the concentration camp numbers on their arms. You know, that's... Um, Things that they talked about, there's at no point has there been anything that you could compare what they went through that these fucking old rich dumb fucks of the Republican Party are complaining about. You know, there's there's no fucking comparison to that. So, um, you know, if someone had taken what's her name from the Mandalorian, I just blocked her name out of my mind now, Gina. Toronto, right? If someone had like taken her and put her in a jail cell or something because that she said she was a Republican, cool. If you have a tiny, tiny bit of comparison point, but that's not gonna happen, and that hasn't been the case at all. So, like, 
what you're comparing to is is light years beyond anything that she's ever had to fucking deal with. So, um, you know, she can just go fuck off. I really don't give a shit. There's hundreds of other people that can replace her. So, um, she's not she's not special. She didn't really make the show that much better. She was just the aggressive mean lady because every show needs one. Aggressive mean lady. <laughs> yeah. So you know, fuck out of here with your stupid Republican bullshit. Like that's you're you're not special. You haven't been treated the way the people you compared yourself to have been. So, um, yeah. Fucking eat shit, Gina. I don't give a fuck. Maybe she could get replaced by Ronda Rousey. Yeah, but that would be cool if Ronda could fucking act, but she can't, so find something. I know, right? Doing. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, one of my old professors at Columbia used to work for WWE, and I still follow her on Twitter, and she's been tweeting out all kinds of, like, the, you know, female wrestlers, and, like, their bios and their histories and like god damn them some pretty ladies that would be <laughs> perfect for that fucking role just women who could just snap your fucking neck and keep on walking like nothing ever happened and also don't compare themselves to the fucking holocaust you know that's like what the fuck were you thinking with that yeah get that I... shit out of here uh so to move on to something positive but i'm just gonna leave it with one one note for me when you're in the public eye like this don't say stupid shit. just don't and well, i'm glad she did so we can get her out yes so you would have never known but it's just like just be mindful of basically your audience because he was an actual liked character in the show and I don't know, just don't be stupid, stupid. Uh, anyway, so we're moving to something positive, goddammit. Um, Variety reports. Uh, we got another character for the Borderlands movie. We got Jack Black playing the motherfucking Claptrap. Oh, yeah. Jack Black has been cast in Borderlands, Lionsgate's movie adaptation of the popular video game. He joins the A-list ensemble that includes Kate Blanchett, Kevin Hart, and Jamie Lee Curtis. Black will voice the role of Claptrap, a persistent, sarcastic robot that ha that isn't all that invested in survival of his team. Eli Roth, who previously collaborated with Black and Blanchett on a 2018 family comedy, The House with the Clock in His Walls, is directing Borderlands. I'm so excited to reunite with Jack, this time in a recording booth. Claptrap is the funniest character in the game, and Jack is, a perfect, to, uh, is perfect to bring him to the big screen. Uh, Nathan Kane, president of Lionsgate's motion picture group, says choosing Black for the role was one of the biggest no-brainer castings ever made. We couldn't have been more in sync with our filmmakers and casting executives as we approached this role. Everyone who's ever played the game knows Jack is perfect for this part. We're thrilled he will add his endless comic energy and voice to our film. He will bring so much to the movie. Yes, I'm thoroughly I'm, I'm excited. I'm 100% on board. <laughs> um, I, I never thought Jack Black Claptrap, but then they put it out and I'm like, you know what? 
Couldn't have done it better myself. <laughs> you about to say, Jonathan? I'm a hundred percent like ready for that. Like, um, I, I, I'm not crazy about the Kevin Hart casting, um, but you know what? Maybe we will all eat our words, or those of us who have a similar mindset to me with that. Um, and I'm really hoping that's the case. I mean, it just seems so, like, Kate Blanchett, like. You know what that works for me like she i mean you're talking about a really good actor not that kevin hart's not a good actor but like he just he plays a certain character and that's that's not who that character is like i i, I who's don't kevin, who's kevin hart playing he's playing um, roland roland oh really Super yeah serious roland like why would you why would you cast but so it's like gonna like I I don't want to see Roland as like slapstick like I don't know I want to see Roland as Roland. Um, I have so many but, things to say. I'm gonna let you get. But Jack Black is claptrap. Uh, I'm done. <laughs> so this is something that I've been trying to bring up, but I just it's so ridiculous that I didn't want to like have a discussion. First off. Would you <laughs> put Kevin Hart as Roland? Because the thing is, I actually had a discussion with a friend of mine that is like really big into Borderlands. And Roland's character is a very soft-spoken hard-ass. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Very, yeah. very soft-spoken, strong man. Preach. <laughs> And you gotta say, okay, look at Roland as a character and look at Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart's yes. tiny. <laughs> He's really tiny compared to what Roland is. No disrespect to you, Matt. No disrespect at all. Johnson, but... we're the same size. <laughs> gotcha there. <laughs> But I'm saying, like, just, just his character, because, like, Roland is not a character that is comedic. He's, like, straightforward and really, like, to the point. Like, even when he was in the game that he was trying to make jokes with, um, with his girlfriend, it didn't work out. It was awkward. I just don't yeah, really right. see, see him. You know, who probably, you know who probably would have made a good Roland? Terry Crews. That's what everybody was saying. It's, oh, really? <laughs> yes. It was like to, to put Terry Crews in the in the freaking position. It would have been so much better. But they chose Kevin Hart, and okay, so that's one pet peeve with it. Another pet peeve is why in the fuck would you cast Jamie Lee Curtis as Tannis? First um, off, I, I, I can see that. I, I can I can see her being Tannis. With like the goggles and yeah. being like the tech person. Yeah, but I don't really see Jamie Lee Curtis being that quirky as Tannis is. Cause like, yeah. Tannis is like quirky to another level. Yeah. And I don't know. I just have to wait and see. But I just I'm still on the fence you, about that. You know what? I got it, Johnny. You know who Jamie Lee Curtis should have been in the movie? Obviously, Tiny Tina. Oh god, I swear to god, no? if they if no? they no no no. I, I like that. I like that. 
I'm saying is the fact that I didn't think about that, and I'm, I'm wondering. I swear no. to God, if they actually cast a different person for Tina and they fuck it up, I'm out. It's like done. No, <laughs> I'm out. Because uh, I, did, I, we, I did, did, did we drop out? Cause my, I'm not, mine's like frozen on my end. Uh, uh no. I see us being jabronis just fine. Yeah, we're good. Okay, cool. Thanks, uh, sir. Cause I'm not sure in the timeline like where this is it this is I think if they're doing that it's gonna be like the very first game so Tiny Tina isn't uh, a character yet but um later down the line if they actually do multiple movies and they cast Tina they better do that shit right or I'm out Tiny Tina okay do you guys wanna hear my just right off the top of my head casting choice for Tiny Tina and I'm being serious yes um, yeah I. I'm going to. Tr I think this is Chloe Grace Moretz. Oh. Yo. Uh, the chick who played the chick who played Hit Girl and Kickass. Yeah. I think I, I think she could do a good Tiny Tina. God yeah, yeah yeah. I I I. Thumbs up, Jonathan. Thumb, thumbs you. up. That's it. Perfect. Um. Tomorrow, Chloe Grace Moretz is Tiny <laughs> Tina. You son of a bitch! My, <laughs> he, took, he took my idea! Where's my, where's my casting money? Somebody give me my casting money! Son of a bitch! Pass check! I like it! I like it! Alright, moving on. Uh, I just have one thing to say. I think yeah. that Jamie Lee was cast as Tamis solely based on the haircut. That's all. That's all I had to say. Okay. Yeah, I, so I, I thought too. Yeah, I you're could, correct. I could take that. I definitely take that. As part of the casting team, I am here to inform you that you are right, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, the next article is uh, called 80 Bugs Left. Rare de devs talk about the nearly completed GoldenEye 007 read. Uh, at Art Technica, our love for classic shooter video game games usually revolves around the PC. But it's hard mm -hmm. to talk about that golden age of shooters without talking about GoldenEye 007. Rare's first shooter for the N64 was an astounding technical achievement in 1997. And many of his innovations still hold up nearly 25 years later. But that's only part of this modern mystique. Unlike many classic 80s and 90s games, GoldenEye 007 never got a formal re-release on newer games. But it nearly happened. I've spent years reporting on leaks about the th Xbox 360 remaster, helmed primarily by original studio Rare, which was nearly completed and then cancelled. Last week, those years of teases exploded when a near-final beta dated August 2007 playable from the start to finish on Xbox 360 hardware and emulator. In the light of the latest leak, I spoke via, uh, via email to two of the GoldenEye 007 remaster project's eight original team artist Dross Burry and programmer Mark Edmonds to fill in as many gaps as they could rem remember 14 years later. I tracked those names in part because they are not credited in the late game's normal credit scene, but rather as are visible when looking at any in-game computer terminals. Pressed about this involvement, Burry began his first email with two modest answers. Not sure there's too much to tell, and I'm pretty sure I'm no longer under an NDA regarding it. Uh, we wanted to stay true to the original. For starters, the story as these two devs 
tell it has none of the drama drama you might expect from remake of the n64's second biggest game the project began in, in either late 2006 or early 2007 as a small team before growing to eight staffers in all with no help from outside rare in the making of it, the duo said what's more rare's devs began the work before clearing their plans with the game's massive laundry list of rights holders including nintendo original publisher of the N64, Activision, who had secured the film series games right at the time, and NBM slash OEM, the film series overseas. It started as a let's start and try this while we get approval, Edmund says. I'm sure it must have come partly from Ken, a lob longtime Rare and Xbox producer. Since he was procuring games for Xbox, was well-connected in Rare and studio co-founder Chris Stamper and well-connected with Nintendo from what he started started there. Update, uh, February 9th. A follow-up interview by Video Game Chronicles' Andy Robinson includes an additional morsel from ex-rare dev Chris Tilt Tiltston, who was the co-lead on the remaster. He claims that the project became began life when Nintendo representatives make a phone call offered to Microsoft and Rare. The handshake was contingent on the Nintendo releasing a version of the original GoldenEye 007 on the Wii and Rare releasing their own on the Xbox 360. Exactly what happened with the Nintendo version remains unclear, nor whether any negotiating followed up between Nintendo and Activision to pave the way to a Wally different GoldenEye game on the Wii for 2010. Bleh. Simply sheltered from the hustle secured those rights and the team moved forward with the modest plan. To keep uh to build off the nintendo 64's existing source code and art assets uh which rare have saved in their entirety and keep the game exactly the same as the original but with newer graphics and networking edmund says he claims that there was no plan to increase the game's scope with additions from like refreshed music or tweaked ai changes like that would have larger team and much more testing plus we wanted to stay true to the original on the coding front Edmund recalls recording, recording the N64's game's C to C++, then modifying the interface to Xbox 360's low-level library. The idea was to keep the code as close as possible to the original and compile it as it was where it was possible. Where things got interesting was the addition of the swap graphics button. Anytime a player tapped that button, the game's new Xbox engine would bolt new models and textures on top of the N64's version of geometry, collisions, uh, movement and joint skinning to increase the in-game resolution and remove any N64-like anti-aliasing filter. Tap the button again, and the game will go back to the original resolution, textures, and base geometry. It would be another four years after the Project 2007 cancellation before anyone tried this on the Xbox 360 again in the form of the 2011's Halo um, CE anniversary. And the results are quite impressive as the first version of this trick on the 360 hardware. Playing through the leaked DE360 beta, it's apparent how and where the system applied, where which varied in Emmons clarified. Levels, distant backgrounds can build new geometry like mountain ranges on the older, simpler versions, while various parts of the characters, particularly the number of polygons dedicated to the faces, can be swapped in and out through higher resolution textures attached. But the way his joints come together and animate is identical, even if you furiously tap the new graphics button over and over. 
Some objects, like weapons in Bond's hands, were built with new geometry textures. Other, particularly vehicles, buildings, and wooden crates, couldn't be overhauled any further than texture updates without breaking the original code base. Updated character models and faces were handled by Sergei uh, Rakhmat. Sorry, I'm pushing it again. Who very, <laughs> who very says had a great pipeline to work through in-game character characters quickly. For main characters, I believe he just used the skills to improve their look from the source a library and internet re reference. Ugh. Internet reference. Certainly. Johnny, you, you want me to you want me to shorthand the rest of this for you? Yes, please. Thank you. Okay, I'll, let me. I'll, I'll help you out here, buddy. The the long and short of that is they um, made an HD version of the game, uh, and they thought they had th those individuals thought they had clearance to go ahead and go forward with the game and then what really sucks is it got to the end of the line and someone over at nintendo high up and it was that person's name was not named uh said that goldeneye will never show up on a, another console um and it was effectively uh struck down right there so this this team um, got all the way to the finish line just about, and um, you know, whoever their leadership was told them that, that you know they thought they had the green light, and then at the end, no, they got the red light. So Nintendo squashed it. So th there was a back and forth over all these years in terms of you know why GoldenEye hasn't been remastered, why isn't there an HD uh, version? It's because of Nintendo. Nintendo wouldn't let it happen uh, effectively is the gist of all that um but i mean if you want my opinion I, nintendo needs to let this one go let it go like take 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 what what has leaked now and is actually playable on pc and just put it on all the systems like it would make gangbusters split the money up however you want to split it up and just give it to the players man sometimes as much as i love nintendo they can really irritate the crap out of me. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, go ahead, Matt. Uh, this goes this just ties back to like the first thing we talked about. You you start working on a project and then you you put in all this effort and and then it goes to, you know, the big bosses and the big boss says, "What the fuck is this garbage?" and then they just turn it down. They could just say "fuck you," no, and give it to someone else, or just cancel the project. It's, it, someone along the line said, "Okay, get to scooting," and then this team started building and remastering. And I'll tell you what, taking those original models that have ten polygons and giving them another tenfold polygons to make it an HD version or whatever, round everybody out, give them, you know nice rounded shoulders and you know not fucking like laura croft pony boobies <laughs> like, that's a lot of fucking polygons it takes a while so i'm sure they put in a hefty amount of work and then sent it off and they were like what y'all think and nintendo was like no no y'all no no gonna just gonna head go nope gonna say no no it's a hard no it's a hard no for me dog well down well, well done, T taking us all the way, like rounding us all the way back to the beginning. Like, well done tying that back together. <laughs> I was uh, waiting for it. I know. Uh, so I actually had two more articles left. 
but um, both of them are not really extremely important, and we're actually running out of time. But I do appreciate everybody being here, um, especially who are like in a chat. Ah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's end this bitch. Uh, thank you guys for joining me tonight and my my fellow co-hosts. If you liked what you heard, please make sure to follow us on twitch.tv slash bigboylittleboygaming and like and subscribe on our YouTube for more content. Our YouTube is awesome. Um, just come join us. Come look at the beautiful content. Oh, it's all good there. But as always, we'll see you guys later. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.